Welcome to the Preaching Podcast. I'm Paul Robinson, and I hope you're doing well. Uh, I've got a very special message for you today. Uh, This sermon, which I preached way back August 21st, 2016, this is a very special sermon to me, and I'm going to explain that in just a moment. It's about God's leading. It's entitled, Where Will God Lead You? And the reason why I preached the sermon was because, um, let me give you some context for this message. You have to understand the context. You see, um, for four years at this time, I had been the youth pastor at my home church, Northside Baptist Church. This is the last sermon I'm preaching at my church before I'm, I'm leaving, and I'm going back to Bible College in California, West Coast Baptist College, to get my master's degree. So I'm going back to get my master's degree. I, I uh, felt very strongly that God was leading me to do that. And uh, we had a wonderful man who took over the youth group after me there at the church. God provided him. And so um, this sermon, you know, that, that's why I'm preaching this sermon, because I knew that God was leading me to do this. And so I thought, well, I'm going to preach about that. I'm going to preach about God's leading in our lives. Uh, what does it mean? What does it mean for God to lead you? And how does God do that? That's what the sermon is all about, and I, I think it's a, a very important thing. We as Christians, we all need to understand how God leads us, how God guides us. Sometimes it is specifically moving to another place, or maybe just moving to a new position, or, you know, we need to learn how and why God leads us. It's, it's very important. That's what this sermon is about. And it's a very special sermon to me. And uh, so that's that's why I preached this specific message, because God was leading me. And let, let me tell you, in the last 10 years, God's led me all over the place, because I graduated from college. I was youth pastor at my church for four years. Then I went back to college for my master's. And then after that, I ended up doing a, a program with uh, Dr. Tom Farrell, an evangelist. He recently went home to be with the Lord, and uh, I was able to do three internships at three different churches. Wow, what a blessing. And also a mission trip to Uganda, which was incredible, just incredible. And then I went out to Hilton Head Island in South Carolina, and I served at a church there for a brief time, and then I came back to Northside. And so I've been all over the place. God's led me all over the place. But you know what? I'm confident that, that right now, this is where God wants me to be here in North Glen, Colorado, serving at Northside as one of the assistant pastors. That, that's where God wants me to be, but where does God want you to be? And I certainly hope that this message will be a help to you in that regard. Now, I do want to say that uh, before I get up and preach in this message, you're going to hear the voice of my, my dad, and he's the senior pastor at the church. Uh, Pastor Richard Robinson, and just listening to him talk about this is so surreal. You know, he he's going to get up and say a few words about me, and and I decided to just leave that in there. It's amazing to hear after all these years, but I, I want you to hear what he has to say, and he's going to say a few words about me, and then I'm going to get up and preach. And so I've left all of that in unedited, okay? And so that's the first voice you're going to hear is my father. And uh, then I'll get up and preach, and I know this message will be a blessing. Thank you for listening. So without further ado, here it is. Where will God lead you? 
It is such a privilege to get to hear Paul one more time before he goes to school. Paul was uh, saved in this church. He was uh, called to preach in this church. He was ordained in this church. Uh, he took his ministry post of being youth pastor in this church. And uh, he really developed right before our eyes. And it's just been a thrill to watch him go off to school to get his bachelor's degree, come back, and roll up his sleeves and work so very hard. I, know, I don't know of anybody in the church that worked harder than Paul. He worked very, very hard. And um, now he's going to go back, get his master's degree, and sharpen that sword even more. And that is only a good thing. And so I uh, do pray for Paul. You know, he doesn't know exactly where he's going to be after he gets his master's degree. Maybe he'll come back here. Maybe he won't. God just gives us enough light to see the next step. And so Paul is walking by faith, trusting the Lord. So tonight, uh, I believe you get to witness uh, really a lot of your contribution to his life, just allowing him to minister to you. And so when he goes away, a little of us is going with him, and he's leaving a little of himself in our hearts too. So it's been such a blessing. So let's give him our undivided attention and see what God has for us in his final message here before he goes off to college. All right, thank you very much. I really appreciate it, the opportunity to preach one last time before I go back. Um, let me just say, you know, I, I really do, I have the worst youth group, you know that? Did you know what they did to me today? It was awful, you know? Uh, first, they stole my keys, and then they put over 100 balloons in my car, and then they painted on the windows, painted crazy things, you know, like honk. And uh, then they saran wrapped my car, and they made me break it all out. I tell you, had to get all the balloons out. We had a great time popping those today, though. Let me tell you, the kids really enjoyed popping those balloons. So, anyways, you think they'd have a little bit more respect for me after four years, but that's how it is. So, thank you for making my decision easier on leaving. <laughs> all right, no, I'm just kidding. All right, but it really has been a blessing, though. That's what Nathan has to put up with now, Nathan. You got, yeah, got your hands full. But it's really been a blessing to, to serve here for the last four years, and I have a very special message tonight. Um, if you turn your Bibles to Exodus chapter 3, Exodus chapter 3, and this is a, more of a personal message I'll be preaching tonight, and I'm even going to be using myself as an example, not to brag on myself, but to simply share with you some things God has taught me over the last few years, and even recently what he's taught me in my life, and uh, how it can... I believe, encourage you and uh, help you in your life and your walk with the Lord. Exodus chapter 3, starting in verse 1, the Bible says, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. 
Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites and Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is coming to me. I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppress them. Come now therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Well, here we have Moses, and you know what? God was leading Moses to return to Egypt after 40 years. If you remember, Moses grew up in Egypt, and he had all, all uh, the best upbringing, grew up in uh, Pharaoh's palace, the best education. Uh, he, he had it all, and yet he forsook it all and, and fled uh, to Midian and was there for 40 years as a shepherd in Midian. And you know what? He, he probably never thought that God would ever call him to go back to Egypt. He probably thought, I'm going to live the rest of my life here in Midian as a shepherd. And, and yet, after all that time, God shows up and says, Moses, I'm sending you back to Egypt. Back to Egypt. And Moses didn't think he could do it. Uh, it took some persuading, but he did return back to Egypt. And we know that he became one of the greatest leaders in the Bible, leading God's people out of Egypt. And you know, I've learned that God's leading and God's timing always go hand in hand. Moses needed those 40 years in the wilderness, those 40 years in the desert. And when God showed up, it was the right time. It was the right time for him to go back. And it's the same in my life. It's the right time for me to go back to college after these four years. And you know, when I went to college originally in 2008... I thought that everything was going to work out according to my plans. You know, go to college, get my degrees, uh, find a wife, and then, uh, you know, get married and go off, to co uh, go off and serve full-time ministry in the church, you know, serve the Lord. And, well, guess what? None of it happened. None of it worked out the way I thought it would. You know, how naive we are sometimes and think everything's going to work out the way I want it to. And uh, that's, not, that's not how it is. Uh, don't, don't think that. You see... God's plans are, are often not our plans. Uh, God's plans are usually different than what we expect. In fact, God says in Isaiah 55, 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. You know, so, so God's, God's ways are not the same as yours. In fact, they're better. They're, they're better than yours. And although my plans were good, and I think to myself, well, there's nothing wrong with my plans. Those are all good things. It wasn't God's timing, all right? Those things will happen in God's timing and only in God's timing at just the right time, according to his plan and his purpose, and the time is now. For me, the time is now, and I'm so excited. You know, uh, like Moses, God's calling me to return to a place that I've previously been to accomplish something at this exact time in my life. And perhaps you're at the same tonight where there's something you want to see accomplished in your life that you believe is good, and maybe God will accomplish that, but he's going to do it according to his time and not yours. He's going to do it according to his plan and not yours. That's what we're talking about tonight, God's leading in our lives. And when it comes to God's leading, there are four key points that we need to examine tonight. 
four key points. The first point is this. God leads to specific places. He leads to specific places. God led Abraham to the land of Canaan. God led Moses back to Egypt. After her decision to go with Naomi, God led Ruth into the fields of Boaz. God led Jonah to go to Nineveh and preach. God led the Apostle Paul to Macedonia, Rome, and many other places to share the gospel. The question is tonight, is God leading you to a certain place? A certain place. You know, God's leading is not always clear, and I really wish it was. I really wish that God would have just a giant sign that would say, Bing, 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 go here, go here. All right, make it really obvious. Okay, now I know God wants me to go here. But you know, God doesn't work like that. He doesn't work like that. In his commentary on Ruth, Dr. J. Vernon McGee shares this insight, and I quote, As far as God's will for your life is concerned, if you think that he's going to put up a green light for you at every corner or an arrow pointing or a voice out of heaven, you're just wrong. He doesn't do it that way. And when I hear people say that, I just know there's something radically wrong with them or they're just trying to kid somebody. And I think that sometimes God does let us go down the wrong road. But somebody's going to say, you can make a pretty bad decision. You sure can. But the interesting thing is that if you have two ways before you and you take the wrong way, there's nothing in the world that will keep you from coming back and starting over again. And you can be sure of one thing. If you had two ways to choose from and chose the wrong way first then you know which is the right way. It's amazing today how many people interpret God's will as being the easy way. Well, it's not always the easy way. It certainly wasn't for Ruth. Wow. God's way is not always the easy way. And you know, God, God does not work in obvious ways. The Bible says God works in mysterious ways. It's not always obvious. It's not always in your face like, wow, this is so obvious. It's just, it's not like that. Uh, you know, when I, when I thought about going back to college for my master's degree, it wasn't obvious to me, and it wasn't easy either. Uh, what happened was I just quit my job at Hobby Lobby, and you might be thinking, well, why would you quit that job? That was such a good job, and it was. You know, I, I quit it because I just I was so tired of working there. I wanted more for my life, and I was so tired of working there, and so I, I thought about it, I prayed about it, and I said, I'm done. I quit. Well, guess what? I didn't know, I, I didn't know what job to look for. I, I thought about it. What kind of job do I want to find? I have no idea. And as I thought about it, that's when the thought popped into my head. You could go back to college for your master's degree. And at first, I cast a thought out. I said, no way. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. But the more I thought about it, uh, God kept bringing it back to my mind again and again, every day. And I thought, well, you know what? Maybe it's the right time. I just quit my job. <laughs> I don't know what to do now. I don't know what else to look for, and maybe it's the right time. And so as I thought about it and as I prayed about it, I realized that God was leading me to do that. I found myself uh, desiring to go back. I wanted to go back. And you know, I really believe God puts those desires in your heart at just the right time. If you'd asked me a year ago to go back, I'd say, no way, I'm not going back. But now, I want to go back. And I want to do what God wants me to do. And I really believe that it's the right time. It's God's time and God's leading. And I'm confident of that. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see what God's going to do. So God's calling me to a specific place. But is God calling you to go to a specific place? Is he calling you to a specific place? 
Number two tonight, not only does he call to a specific place, but God leads to specific positions. Specific positions. Uh, God led Joseph to Egypt so that he would one day become the grand vizier. God led David to become the king of Israel. God led Esther in becoming queen so she could save her people. God led Daniel in becoming a a high-ranking government official in a foreign land. God led Hudson Taylor, Adoniram Judson, and Amy Carmichael in becoming missionaries in foreign lands. Question is, is God leading you to a new position? Uh, Perhaps it's a new position at your job or, or maybe a new position of service in the church. But it's exciting to see how God often works uh, to, to have people move into new positions and new areas of service, new areas of work. It's exciting to see that, and that's often how God works. Isn't it amazing? Uh, we have these rags to riches story. You know, I think of Joseph. He was just a, just a kid, uh, just the youngest in his family, and, and he, was, uh, he was envied. He, he, was, he, was not, he was not loved at all. And yet God used him and God took him and God promoted him to become the second highest in the land. It's amazing. Same with Daniel. Uh, taken from, from his, his home, his family was probably murdered, taken off to a foreign land. And yet how he was promoted to become such a high-ranking government official. God can still do that today. He can do that in your life. He often leads in that direction. And of course, it's not easy and it might take a long time. But the question is, are you willing to allow God to work in your life to promote you to that new position, if that's what God has? Are are you willing to move uh, into that position that he has for you? Because God leads to specific positions, specific places and positions. But number three, also, God can use tragedy to accomplish his leading. And we see this in the Bible. Uh, Joseph was cast into a pit and then sold into slavery uh, doesn't sound good. That sounds pretty tragic. And yet God used this to fulfill his dreams and make him the savior of Egypt. And he even said it himself when he told his brothers, you meant it for evil, but God meant it unto good to save much people alive. Wow. Also, Daniel was taken to Babylon as a captive, yet through this tragedy, he became God's mouthpiece for kings and kingdoms. It's amazing how God used Daniel. In, in so, many, uh, so many kingdoms, and to influence those kings. It's amazing. It's amazing to see how uh, God can turn those, those uh, tragedies around, and only God can do that. On January 8th, 1956, five missionaries landed near the uh, Kuare River in Ecuador to witness to a group of natives. They had previously met some of these natives and given them gifts, hoping to show them that they were friendly. However, on this day, they were met by tribal warriors who speared them to death. Jim Elliott, Ed McCauley, Roger Udarian, Pete Fleming, and Nate Saint were murdered over a simple misunderstanding. Despite this tragedy, Elizabeth Elliott, the wife of Jim Elliott, returned to the natives and was able to see the men saved who had speared her husband. The story really isn't tragic at all when you consider what Jim Elliott said in his journal. And I quote, He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. Wow. He believed those words. And he gave his life because he believed those words. Only God can bring triumph out of tragedy. Only God can do that. 
You know, Satan is a master at ruining lives. And they stay ruined. But God is a master of bringing lives through that ruin. All right, bringing triumph out of tragedy. Ha- having, having somebody go to the lowest point and yet God leads them up on the mountaintop. God can lead them through that tragedy and make something beautiful out of that life. Only God can do that. Let me ask you, are you going through a tragedy in your life? Uh, perhaps God wants to lead you to a place that you would never expect. Don't let the tragedy itself be the end of the journey. Don't say, oh, uh, nothing good can come out of this. Oh, this is the end. This is the end. I'm at my wit's end. This is awful. I guess it's over. It's not over till it's over. God can still work. God can bring triumph out of tragedy, make something beautiful out of that tragedy, no, no matter what it might be. God can do it. God can do it. And so, perhaps God is leading you in that direction. Uh, in the midst of the tragedy, ask the Lord, Lord, where will you lead me from here? Where will you lead me? Look for God's leading. Number four tonight, number four, God can lead spiritually. All right, spiritually, because we've been talking about some physical things. You know, he can lead you to a physical place, a physical position, uh, and even through tragedy. But perhaps tonight, uh, you just need the Lord to lead you spiritually in your spiritual walk with him. He wants to lead you. Uh, He wants to take you to higher ground in your spiritual life. There are some great verses in Psalms about God's leading. Let, let's look at a few of these. Psalm 23, verse 2. Psalm 23, verse 2. The shepherd's psalm. And I believe this was written near the end of David's life. He mentions, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He's talking about, this is the end of my life. I'm nearing death, and yet how God had led him. Psalm 23, 2, it says, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. So God leads to places of refreshment. You know, maybe you're, you're at the point in your life when you're just like, you know, life is hard, life is discouraging, this and that and all this is going on. Well, guess what? God can lead you to places of refreshment, those, those green pastures and those, those still waters, those moments of refreshing. God can refresh your soul. He wants to refresh your life. Also, the next verse says, He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. God leads to paths of righteousness. God God wants to lead you there to that point of of righteousness, that right living. We do what is right. And of course, we can only do what is right because God is right. He wants to lead there. Also look at Psalm 25, verse 5. Psalm 25, verse 5 says, lead me in thy truth and teach me. All right, God leads to the truth of his word. All right, the truth. Uh, this, this is the truth. And God will never lead you except according to his word. He's never going to lead you uh, to something that, outside something that, that contradicts his word. He's only going to lead you according to the truth of his word. And that's why we need to be in God's word and know the truth. Because that's how God leads. Also look at Psalm 61 verse 2. Psalm 61 verse 2. It says, from the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock 
that is higher than I. So God leads to solid foundations. Uh, those moments where you're overwhelmed, there's so many problems in your life and troubles and things, and that's when you need to go back to the foundation, that solid rock. Jesus is that rock. Jesus is that foundation. We need to turn back to the Lord Jesus, and he can help us. And it's those, in those moments of being overwhelmed by uh, all kinds of, of life issues, we need to go back to the foundation. Go back to Lord Jesus Christ. And that's where God leads us. And so we see that God wants to lead you spiritually. And guess what? God is never going to lead you wrong. So you need to step out by faith and follow the path he has for you. Where is it you need to go? What is it God wants you to do? Where is God leading you? Well, perhaps you're saying, oh, I'm too old to go anywhere or do anything great for God. I'm just too old. So was Abraham. So was Moses. God will never lead you to do something that he will not enable you to do. God enabled Abraham to do what he had called him to do. God enabled Moses to do what God had called him to do. In fact, God said to Moses, surely I will be with you. Uh, That's all he needed. As long as God was with Moses, he could not fail. And God is with you as well. You need to ask the Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? That's what Saul of Tarsus asked the Lord. And look what he accomplished for the Lord. He said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And God says, I'm glad you asked. I have a lot of work for you to do. You never know where God is going to lead you. You never know. You know, that's what's exciting. You know, I went to college and and I had all my plans planned out. But guess what? If, if, If all those things worked out the way I thought they would... That'd be kind of boring, wouldn't it? There'd be no surprise. You know, I I don't know what's going to happen when I go back. Uh, I'm praying, believe me. (laughs) I don't know what's going to happen. And that's exciting because you cannot predict what God will do. He could exceed my expectations. And that's what God wants to do. That's what God likes to do. He doesn't do what we think we're going to do. He does above and beyond what we think he's going to do because he's God. Well, God wouldn't be very impressive if he only did what we thought he'd do. He always goes beyond. He exceeds our expectations. And at the end, all we can do is give glory and praise to God because of what he's done. Because we say, Lord, you did more than what I expected. You did more than what I asked. It's amazing. You know, when I think of leadings, there's some leadings I I thought of. Here are some leadings that, that happened right here in our church with people that we know. Think about this. God led Tony and Brenda Davis to go to Tanzania as missionaries, and they're serving there right now. Amen? God led Pastor Mike to start a website which allows him to reach people all around the world and share Christ with them. Wow, that's a great ministry that he has. Uh, God led Pastor David in going to the capital and starting a ministry which could affect the whole state of Colorado. Amen? God led in all of these things. But you notice that these people were willing to do what God wanted them to do. They were willing to step out by faith and say, all right, God, I'm going to do that. I'm going to serve you. Well, where is God leading you? I mean, perhaps he's, perhaps he's leading you to your neighbor to share the gospel with them or invite them to church. It could be as simple as that. Perhaps he's leading you to join a ministry here at the church. 
You know, I have no idea what God could be leading you in. But you know what you need to do is you need to ask him. And you need to say, Lord, what would thou have me to do? Lord, where would you have me to go? What would you have me to do? Where are you leading? You know, I have a confession to make. Is that okay? To make a confession? All right, so this past um, March, I flew out to Virginia because I was uh, trying to find some full-time Christian work. And there was a church out there and a pastor I had met who, who had a job opening. And he said, why don't you come out for a weekend and preach at the church and meet the youth group? And I thought it was a full-time youth position. Well, uh, I found out that it wasn't quite that. <laughs> but he told me, well, it could be a summer internship. It'd be May through August. And so I, I thought about it and I, I thought to myself, that's not what I want. I wanted a full-time position, but, you know, a, a, a summer internship, that would be really good. And it was a beautiful area in Virginia, close to Roanoke, and just luscious green hills, you know, just beautiful. I just loved it. So I thought, I, I thought about it, I prayed about it, and I said, I'd love to do it. I'm willing to do it. I, I want to come out to this internship. And the, the pastor said to me, good, all right, well, you go home, and we're going to have a meeting with the deacons, and I'll let you know. I'll let you know. And I went home and I was so excited. I was so confident. I thought it's going to work out. I'm going to come out here. There's no way. I can't get the job. It's just a summer and internship. That's all it is. But then he contacted me and he said, well, Paul, I'm sorry, but we, we just didn't have peace about you coming out here. So I'm sorry. And I was so heartbroken because I, I couldn't understand it. I couldn't understand why God would allow me to go all the way out there and get me so excited and then it not work out. You know, I, I think I figured it out. I think God was just testing me to see if I would be willing to go. God says, I'm just going to see if you're willing to go out here, to, to move out here, to take that step of faith and see if I was willing. And believe me, I was. Not long after that, God says, I want you to go over here. I want you to go back to California. You knew I'd be willing to go. Because he'd already tested me. And you know, sometimes we think that God's leading, but he's simply testing us to see if we're willing to obey him and to step out by faith. Remember Abraham? God said to Abraham, uh, Hey Abraham, I want you to take your only begotten son and sacrifice him to me. What? That doesn't make any sense. But Abraham didn't question God. He obeyed God. And he was going to kill his son. God had to stop him. It was just a test to see if Abraham would be willing to do it. Many times in our lives, God, God will test us just to see if we're willing. Willing to take that step. Willing to obey the Lord. And if we're willing, then down the road he can say, here's this. And I know you're going to obey me. You passed the test here, so I know you can obey me here. I know you can do this here. And we're excited to do it. It's exciting to step out by faith. It's exciting to go where God leads, not knowing what will happen. But knowing that God is in control. Knowing that God will be with you every step of the journey. So are you willing to go where God wants you to go? Are you willing to do whatever God leads you to accomplish? Don't underestimate God. Don't look at yourself. I could never do that. I could never go there. You need to stop looking at yourself and look at God. Because you can't do it, but He can. He can do it. The adventure 
is not over until you're home in heaven. And until then, what does God have for you to do? Amen. Amen. Yes. You know, it's so true that, that God leads us. He promises to lead us in his word. Let me ask you, is God leading you to a specific place? Is God leading you to a specific position to take? Is God leading you through a tragedy, a trial? And don't forget, God leads us through those as well. God allows tragedies to happen in our lives or trials, and he leads us through them. He doesn't just dump us in them. He leads us through them. Is God leading you spiritually to a certain extent? Uh, you know, we, we, have to, we have to really ask ourselves, what, in what way is God leading me, and, and how is God leading me? And, you know, he, he's going to make that clear. That's why it's so important to be in the Word of God every day because God will speak to you through His Word. God will show you through His Word how He's leading you. In what way? And he'll he'll speak to you right from the pages of Scripture. And it's so important that we're in the Bible every day so he can clearly speak to us. And I I believe it was Henry Blackaby in his his wonderful book uh, talking about Moses. He, He talks about how God uses his word, God uses his prayer, God uses circumstances, and God uses the church, all of them. God uses all of them to to speak to us in certain ways. But are we listening? Are we listening for, for God's voice? So very important. Thank you so much for listening today. And I, I sure hope that was a blessing to you today. And uh, let me encourage you, if you enjoy the show, please share it with a friend. Share it with someone. Tell someone about it. That really is the best way to grow the audience is, is for those who are listening to share it, to tell others, to say, hey, uh, listen to this podcast. It's going to encourage you. It's going to help you. You might think of a specific episode we've already done that, that you say, oh, my, my friend really needs that episode, and you can, you can recommend it to them. I, I sure would appreciate that. And remember, you can support the show for just at, as low as just a dollar a month. Uh, there's a link at the end of the description of this episode. You can click on that and support the show. I sure would appreciate that. And uh, thank you so much for listening. You can go to my church's YouTube channel, Northside Baptist Church, North Glen, Colorado, and uh, that channel has um, all, all the preaching, the recent sermons, messages, and things, and and uh, we, we just had Roundup Sunday recently, and we have evangelist Mark Bailey and his messages there. What a blessing. You can listen to those. Those, those will encourage your heart, and so I know all that will be a blessing. You can, you can do that. You can uh, hear some of my sermons there. But uh, thank you so much for your support, for listening, and uh, just uh, please share the show if you're able to. And so I'm Paul Robinson, and until next time, God bless you.